0: Assalamualaikum friends, this is brought to you by Malina. Thank you for tuning in to Circle of Ilm. Hope it has been a great journey for all of you. Have yet to shop for your wire outfit? Unsure where to go? Don't worry friends, we've got your back. Follow by Malina underscore official on Instagram or visit their website bymalina.com. They sell a variety of abayas and apparels to suit everyone's needs. For mothers career women, and even for adorable toddlers. They have all kinds for everyone. Do visit their shop located at 9A Jalan Pisang, a two-minute walk from Sultan Mosque. See you there! Now, let's get back to the episode of Circle of Ilm. and assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to the Circle of Young podcast where we share Islamic knowledge that caters to anyone and everyone. Through this podcast you will learn anything and everything about Islam. From the basics to the advanced there will be something for everyone inshallah. I am Susanna Hidayah and you are now listening to Fiqh for Sisters. So bismillah. Sisters, today we will be looking at another topic right surrounding purification but specifically about purifying ourselves through ghusl. And khusul is actually the Arabic term, but it is things surrounding the obligatory bath, you know, the bath that we take, uh, where we want to purify ourselves to start to perform our prayer. So we have discussed about ablution. We have discussed about tayammum, purifications and impurities. So inshallah, today we want to look at, um, the biggest step with regards to purifying ourselves through khusul inshallah. Now, before anything, right, before I go into, you know, the steps that I would like to share with you uh, with regards to how do we perform our khusul, I just want to start off to share uh, a little bit, right, about... You know one of the reasons why we perform this obligatory bath. So then again, you know, with the context or with the understanding that okay, before I pray, you know, I purify myself through wudu because I do not have wudu because I'm not in the state of cleanliness. But the matters that has uh, afflicted me in terms of its impurities would be um, very light matters, right? From the matter that we have discussed earlier about the hadas, right? Those are minor ritual impurities like um, urine, releasing of gases. But with regards to the major impurities, it will involve, you know, things like discharge of seminal fluid or for example, women who have reached, you know, at the end of their menstrual period or it could be a sister who is at the end of a postnatal period um, and, you know, for example, if they will go through, you know, sexual intercourse, you know, these are the reasons that in which it is the major impurities that if we want to purify ourselves, if we want to perform the prayer or any other specific form of worship, like uh doing the tawaf, right, doing the um circulation, you know, around uh the Kaaba then this is where, you know, we are coming from a point where we need to cleanse ourselves. We need to bring ourselves to the state of purity. So this whole topic of the ghusel or the obligatory bath would come into play. Now, with regards to the ghusel itself, right, it actually has about three pillars. Okay, three pillars, which means that we need to fulfill these three things in order for us to reach to that point of purification. Okay, or that. Point of being purified now the first pillar for ghusl is that of the intention so niya or intention that is uh, needed to perform for the method of ghusl but then again intention is uh, very very important and with regards to performing the ghusl right the intention can be as simple as nawaitu raf'al hadathil akbari lillahi ta'ala okay let me just repeat one more time nawaitu So, which means I intend to perform or to execute the uh, hadath, right? The 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 major hadath, you know, to purify my major hadath or to uplift, you know, my major hadath for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all right? But, you know, some questions would be, can I still perform the ghusl if I did not meet the intention, you know, as what I've mentioned earlier? So... Even if the intention is not articulated, right, through um, our speech, but we know, you know, we have created this form of intention, we have this desire to want to perform that particular obligatory bath, then of course, by all means, you know, we are able to do so. Okay, uh, but what it what is not encouraged would be that, for example, we just, you know, perform our daily uh, bath in the morning or in the afternoon or in the night. And then uh, all of a sudden, once we are done, you know, with that bath and then we tell ourselves, oh, okay, you know, that was the obligatory bath. So the intention needs to be present before the act itself. Okay. And likewise, uh, with regards to Hussel, because it's this intention that will separate, you know, these two differences of whether am I performing the bath, you know, as a daily basis one, right? Um, the bath that cleanses me, uh, on a daily, or is this a very specific kind of bath that will bring me to a form of purification so that I'm able to perform my prayers? Okay. And of course, you know, with intentions, it also carries the weight of the rewards. So if we intend, right, this particular bath for the sake of Allah, we intend it to purify ourselves so that we are able to pray, then automatically this act of bath, right, bathing, has become a form of worship for us. Okay, the, the worship of cleansing ourselves so that we are able to uh, present ourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Inshallah, And of course, essentially, when we do all things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, it will be rewarded. It will be regarded as worship and it will be, inshallah, inshallah, loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so that's the first pillar, niya intentions. The second pillar is for us to understand that we want to perform the obligatory bath, we want to ensure that the water reaches to all parts of our body okay, to so every single inch of our body from our scalp, you know, to our hair and down to our body and down to our toes. And especially um, at the gaps, that sometimes we miss, right? The gaps in between our fingers or, um, you know, somewhere around our armpits or in between our joints, you know, these are some of the areas that we might have missed. So when we perform that particular or that particular obligatory bath, we want to ensure that the water reaches all parts. Okay, every single part of the body, including the head as well. And, you know, this is where some of you might be exposed, you know, through different ways of how we are able to perform the ghusl so some of you learn okay we need to do the ablution some of you learn to know we need to do it on the right first you know there are many um, ways you know for us to perform this obligatory bath but we want to fulfill this important pillar which is water must reach all parts of the body. So even if, you know, when you perform your ob- obligatory bath for the longest time ever, and, you know, you're not following any form of sequence in particular with regards to which part of your body wants to be, um, you know, touched by water, then it's totally fine. As long as you know that water has reached every single part of your body, and then, inshallah, that will be enough, okay? And, you know, this is why, you know, when we perform the obligatory bath, it's uh, highly encouraged for us to not allow our hair to be tight, right? Because when it's tight, you know, um, sometimes water cannot get to every strand of the hair and every part of the scalp, okay? And uh, the third pillar for this, for this obligatory bath is for us to ensure that water reaches the roots of the hair, you know, a lot of times, you know, when we wash our hair, sisters especially, um, and when we have longer hairs, right, uh, we feel that we are washing our hair, but we are not attending to our scalp as well. So... You know, if, if you haven't been doing that with regards to you, you know, conditioning your hair, shampooing your hair, then that's totally fine. But for today, we are particularly looking at Rosal, right? We are looking at the obligatory bath. And when we perform the obligatory bath, you want to ensure that it reaches even to our scalp and our scalp really feels that water. Okay, but of course, you know, for sisters who have lesser hair or for sisters who have shorter hair, then of course, um, this portion will be covered lah, inshallah, okay? But yeah, just take note of um, these important pillars and, you know, when these pillars are present, when we perform the obligatory bath, then inshallah, you know, the obligatory bath is uh, wholesome, full and accepted. But when we perform the obligatory bath and, you know, maybe one of the pillars or two or all of the pillars are not present, then know that we are not actually performing the hustle to the um to the best, all right, to the best of our ability and to its uh maximum or to its perfection, inshaAllah. Now uh the next part is where we want to look at how to perform the ghusl, right? So um on general note, if I can share, you know, just ensure that water reaches every part of your body, then that's fine actually, inshallah. But I understand that for some of our sisters, we might want to have, you know, specific ways. You know, we are much more comfortable with uh following steps, you know, ensuring that, okay, this is one, this is two, this is three, uh, this is four, okay? But, you know, a lot of times, Uh, we feel that, you know, if we don't follow a certain sequence, you know, we are not confident that we are fulfilling, you know, that particular act or that particular worship, okay? So, for the sisters who are just comfortable to just bathe as normal and ensure water reaches every part of your body, then it's fine, okay? But this part is for the sisters who wish to follow a certain set of sequences, inshaAllah. Now, um, if I can share some ways to perform the khusilf, Number one would be to do the intention, right? As, as with the first pillar. To intend to perform the ghusl for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then after you have made the intention, step number two is to perform the basmala. To say, Bismillahir Rahmanir rahim before, uh, we begin, you know, any act. Okay. But essentially, this is not something that we just apply, you know, in the obligatory bath, but it is also something that we should apply to every single activity that we do. Okay, from the biggest of activities, you know, for example, before we want to begin our work, before we want to begin our studies, before we want to begin to do our house chores, to the littlest of things, like sitting down, like, uh, you know, turning on the computer, like, uh, you know, deciding on something. So, Bismillah or this whole Basmala, inshallah, will bring Uh, some form of blessings and goodness to the things that we do. And we know that we are doing things in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? In hopes that we will be guided, in hopes that we will be rewarded, and in hopes that whatever that we do are the things which are good, inshallah. Okay? So that's the second one. The third step is to wash our hands. Okay? Wash our two hands. Uh, no sequence in particular, meaning your right hand first or your left hand first. Just, you know, wash those hands. Okay? That's the third one. And the fourth one will be wash the private parts with the left hand. Okay, so this is where, you know, we will bring water um, to our private parts and then washing them, right, and in particular, uh, with our left hand, inshallah. And the fifth one would be to perform the ablution or to perform the wudu, okay? So, uh, if you have not tuned in into the episode where we talked about wudu, about how to perform the ablution, uh, it's a few episodes before this, so you can check it out, inshallah. Over there, I shared with you some ways for us to perform the wudu, it's pillars and uh, whatnot, okay? So, yep, you just wash your private parts and then you start to perform the ablution from the very beginning until the very end, right? From the hands up until to the feet. So, when we perform the ablution, while we perform this ghusl, right, we know that, you know, at least these parts of the body that is uh, required for us to cleanse with regards to the wudu has been covered or has been settled, inshallah, okay? So, perform our wudu So, once we have performed our wudu uh, another thing to note is that we can or one may delay washing the feet and make it the last step. So for example, we perform the uh, ablution and then if we want to straight away wash our feet, then that is fine. Uh, or if we want to wash our feet later on after the next few steps, then it, that is totally fine as well. Then again, our goal is to, is to try to reach the point of purification and to ensure that every single part of our body is cleansed. Now, the next step is to pour water over the head three times. And this is where we start to rub the water into the roots of our hair and wipe the inner parts of the, ear, of the ear. And the inner parts of the ear is also one of the areas where we tend to overlook when we want to take a bath or when we want to perform the obligatory bath or the wholesale. okay? And for uh, for the water part, right, pour water over the head three times, it's actually to ensure that water really reaches our roots because sometimes when we just pour water once, uh, at some point, you know, it might not reach certain points of our roots or our scalp. So, we want to do it about three times to ensure that, you know, the entire surface area is covered, inshallah, okay? But, for example, you know, if you're not using, you know, some form of peel, you know, to bring water to your head or, for example, you are using the shower head, right? You are just standing in the shower and then you want to, um, you know, cleanse your head, right? So, either you can bring your head to the shower three times, right? To perform this matter. Or you can spend a little bit more time or a longer time under the shower. Just to ensure that water reaches every part of your body. Okay, then again, we go back. We keep going back to that particular pillar of entry that water reaches to um, every part of our body, inshallah, including the roots of our hair, including our scalp as well. And then, yeah, you know, uh, cleanse your ears. And uh, the last portion... Uh, will be to pour water over the rest of the body starting from the right side okay so from the right side you um, bring water or you cleanse all of your right and then you can cleanse all of your left and then you can cleanse the entire body and then the last portion will be to cleanse your feet right but again you know let me just mention that uh, it is important for us to You know, ensure that water reaches every part of our body and if you are tuning in right now and then you feel like, you know, Ya Allah, I have not been practicing ghusl in this way or I haven't been following a certain step or I have been following a set of sequence my entire life, just what is important go back to the three pillars that I mentioned earlier. Okay, as long as you have fulfilled those three pillars, then Alhamdulillah, inshallah, it is enough. Okay, and then again, you know, this is where uh, I want to bring us all back to Surah Al-Ma'idah verse 6, where Allah mentions Al-Mu'alaikum warahmatullahi rajim. Ya ayuhal ladina amanu, idhaa kumtum ila salati fagsilu wujuhakum, wa aidiakum ila al-marafiq wa msahu biru'usikum wa arujulakum ila al-ka'bain, wa in kuntum junuban fadduhharu. So that is the part in Surah Al-Ma'idah verse 6 where Allah mentions about purifying ourselves when we are in the state of junub. When we are in the state of um, not purified, right? But then again, we are at a state where we are afflicted by those major impurities. So when Allah mentions, Wa, in kuntum junuban haru, Allah says, and if you are in a state of janabah, then purify yourselves. Okay, so this is a commandment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is where we start to see that, hey, okay, you know, for me to perform this obligatory bath, it is actually a method that is uh, an obligation. Okay, because prayer is an obligation. So for me to reach to a point of prayer, I want to ensure that I'm cleansed, that I'm purified. And how am I able to reach to that state is by, you know, performing the the, the obligatory bath inshallah and last but not least and if i can share with you some additional pointers for this matter um is that you know some of the ladies uh, might ask you know can i use soap or any form of cleansing agent uh, while i perform the obligatory bath right so what you can consider would be uh if you feel that uh you know your body is uh, afflicted with the you know for example if you have been in the mud or uh, if you have been um sweating a lot or basically there's something on you that you feel that it needs to be cleansed first then what you can do is you can use those uh cleansing agents or soap to clean yourself first you know take that normal bath that you usually do and afterwards you use water just water to cleanse yourself through the whistle. Okay, or another one would be if you feel that you're okay, you're fine, you know, you don't want to, uh, you don't need to remove any form of dirt, then you can perform the obligatory bath first only with water and then once water have reached or has reached to all parts of your body, then you use the soap or the cleansing agent. So technically, you are using the soap or these um, products after you have performed the obligatory bath and then you can be as per normal, okay, and uh, I think I also mentioned earlier about undoing our hair right so in case if we are uh, or we have tied our hair so uh, make sure that we undo it or we don't tie our hair to ensure that water reaches to our scalp and to our roots and um, additionally uh, when we perform the ghusel right we actually don't have to perform the wudu afterwards because the whole purpose of ghusel is that we want to to reach to a point of cleanliness so that we are able to pray. So after you have performed the obligatory bath, even if you don't perform the ablution, even if you don't perform the wudu, you can actually straight away do your prayer, okay? But I understand that for some of us, we might be uh, a little bit more comfortable, you know, if we do our wudu, even though we have purified ourselves through the rosal. So can we do that? Yes, we can as well. So you can perform your rosal and then you can perform your wudu afterwards or your ablution of afterwards is totally fine. Or if you want to follow the steps earlier, then at one portion uh, of the steps is that we perform the wudu, right? So technically, you have performed the wudu, so you can still um, straight away do your do your um, prayer. Yes, inshallah. And last but not least is that all things that invalidate a wudu or an ablution will also invalidate purification status uh, achieved through Hosal, inshallah. Alright, so Alhamdulillah, we have, we have come to the end of our episode today. So let us together recite the dua that we usually practice at the end of um every of our episode. So that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bless us with beneficial knowledge, so that we are able to practice the things that we learn, and so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts all of our deeds, inshallah So Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma inni asaluka ilman nafi'an rizqan tayyiban wa mutaqabbalan. Allahumma inni asaluka ilman nafi'an wa rizqan tayyiban wa amalan mutaqabbalan. Which means, O oh Allah, I seek you or I ask you for beneficial knowledge, goodly provision, and acceptable deeds, insha'Allah. And that concludes today's episode. Tune in again next week, same time, same place, same me, for the continuation of today's episode. Don't forget to follow our channel so that you'll be notified when a new episode drops. Also, do follow us on our social media platforms at Circle of Ilm for updates on future episodes and other topics. We would love for you to share and tag us as well if you have learned something from today's episode. With that, thank you and see you next week inshallah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.